Welcome to the Resilient Teacher Project. I'm Julie Sohacki, a clinical professor and program director for English secondary education at University of Hartford. If you want to see more, please like my Facebook page, Simplify, Rejuvenate, Teach. It's where I post podcast episodes and other inspiration for teachers. The Resilient Teacher Project is 30 minutes or less on-the-go professional development segments intended to empower and inspire busy educators. My mission is to grow resilient teacher leaders by offering innovative and inspirational content. All topics integrate teacher self-care and well-being, both in and out of the classroom. Welcome to the first 2019 episode of the Resilient Teacher Project. This episode's all about making positive changes and how to take care of yourself in 2019. Perhaps you created some resolutions for the new year, and maybe you're even hanging in with them still. Today, let's talk about some organic changes that we can make slowly and intentionally throughout 2019 for your body, mind, and soul. I have three non-negotiable areas for wellness that I'd like to share with you today. The first one is food. I believe I'm worth organic, non-GMO foods. Remember, these are the foods that our great-grandparents ate straight from their pesticide-free, toxin-free gardens. Our bodies are not made to thrive as they're bombarded with toxins and chemicals. So if you're on the fence about this, do the research. Put the best foods, the purest foods in your body. I'm not talking about your children's bodies. Your body. Our bodies are made to be honored. I don't eat many processed foods. Instead of filling my body and eating for emotional reasons, my goal is to fuel my body with the foods that it needs to thrive. I want my body to be in good working order. I want to wake up every morning looking forward to the day because my body's in good shape. So every time you plan to eat, Think about if this food is truly for fuel or if it's simply to fill a void, if it's just to fill. I'm aware of when I reach for food for emotional reasons. As soon as the stress ramps up, food was always my go-to. I train myself to sit in the uncomfortableness and feel the emotions associated with the stressors. So instead of reaching for chips, I do a few different things. I drink a large glass of water because most of us are either majorly or at least slightly dehydrated. I take some deep oxygenating breaths. I basically slow everything way down. And then I ask myself how I should proceed. If I need food for fuel, I may smash an avocado quickly, squeeze a little lemon on top, or heat myself up a bowl of soup. And by the way, if you go to my Facebook page, Simplify Rejuvenate Teach, I posted two simple but delicious go-to soups for wellness. Recipes are included, so check that out. Pictures are up there. Um... You know, maybe it's not soup. Maybe I need a piece of dark chocolate, and that's okay too. Basically, my message is to be kind to your body by providing it the highest and best form of fuel. And foods with pesticides and toxins attached 
it's not the highest and best form. So that's why I invite you to do the research if you haven't already. And so make those changes. My next non-negotiable area of wellness is to move my body. I have experimented with no movement, and it definitely does not work for me. So in the cold, I bundle up and take a walk. The benefits are profound. Breathing in the fresh air, oxygenating our blood, releasing endorphins. This is all good stuff. And if you're not sure where to move, especially in the winter months, consider joining a gym or taking a yoga class or find an indoor workout routine online. Or get outside even in the cold. It's invigorating. Many of my walks in the winter are at a faster pace simply because I'm cold. So the key here is do it the way you'd like, but simply move your body daily. The third non-negotiable area for me is mindfulness. And this means turning off your thoughts. And that's easier said than done. It's more like standing on a platform at a train station watching a train speed by. Yes, those are your thoughts. You're watching and noticing the train of your thoughts, but you're choosing not to hop on the train. That's the important part. Or think of yourself resting on a hammock, looking at the clouds float by. You're noticing, observing, and allowing those clouds, those thoughts, but you're not engaging them. Well, mostly because I'm in a constant overdrive with my thoughts. I try to take short, quick mindfulness breaks. So I'm not talking about meditating for 30 minutes a day. I basically check in with myself and ask if I've been dwelling in the past or worrying about the future, and usually I know that right away. The present moment is our point of power because it's the only real moment we have. So we can't change the past, but we can let it go. And we can't worry about the future, but we can flow down the river of life and let it unfold. We do have a choice. So consider choosing quick mindfulness breaks where you clear your mind, quiet your mind, and focus on your breath. Some people may recommend fancy apps or techniques, and that's great. But for my purposes, I simply clear my mind wherever I am a few times a day. So in order to actually practice eating for fuel and not simply to just fill up or moving your body or or mindfulness, you need to have self-worth and self-love. You need to believe that you're worth the time and attention that these practices take. If you're finding it difficult to make positive changes and put yourself first, then start by finding self compassion. It's life-changing. Spend some time giving yourself permission to do or not do certain things in your life, like permission to take a mindfulness break, permission to buy organic produce, especially knowing that you're cutting down on expensive processed meals, permission to take a nap, permission to increase your water intake. Cultivate a relationship with yourself Imagine yourself as your best friend. You give compassion to your best friend. Would you encourage your best friend to eat healthier, move daily, and practice mindfulness? Then take the steps needed to encourage yourself. 
And one caveat, I certainly do not have all the answers, but you do. Our hearts speak to us daily. Mindfulness helps us to listen and to tune in. Do what you feel your body, mind, and spirit is calling for. Listen to your wise self. So I left you with two positive intentions for your body. Eat to fuel and move your body daily. And just one for your mind, the short mindfulness breaks. So I'd like to leave you with one more way to love yourself more and lessen your stress load in 2019. And that is say no. I've had many years of saying yes, and magical things do happen when you say yes. It can lead to opportunities and new beginnings, but so can saying no. And here's what I mean. When we say no, we open ourselves up to more space. We create space for the big yes. And what's that big yes? Well, it's the thing that aligns to our heart. And it aligns to our life's purpose and it aligns to our core values. We need to say no regularly to make room for when we say yes in a big way. And the only way we do that is to kindly decline invitations that don't speak to our hearts. They're not on our life path, they're not on our journey, they don't align with our core values. So those are the no's that we need to say regularly. I've given you a bunch of possible intentions for this month and beyond. Integrate what feels right to you. The important part is that you're aware of positive changes you can make. Plant those seeds and they will sprout. So use this as a foundation for all the other suggestions and invitations Um, that come to you in 2019. And until next time, take good care. This is Julie Sohacki signing off.